ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Oh, we had so much fun tonight. Golly, that was fun playing football. <laughs> Golly, we're about to have some fun here today. I love that word. That was like, I thank you for that, Pete Carroll. Uh, is this the new Legion of Boom, perhaps? I know, maybe a little too soon, guys. Anyone going to? Uh, thanks, Dan. <laughs> Either way, the Seattle defense I'm, looks I'm, dominant. I'm studying. <laughs> it left Brian Dable tossing tablets. Welcome to NFL Live. That's Dan Orlovsky. We got Andrew Hawkins and Marcus Spears. What are you talking about? Why your jacket's so big? We're going to inspect the tie later. Marcus said he's comfortable. Let's get back to Monday Night Football. <laughs> First quarter. Daniel Jones is sacked, and this was a big story of the entire night, Dan. Yeah, he's tried to get away from the defender. The backside rush continues to hunt, swipe the football away. A great end of the first quarter for Seattle's defense. Yeah, once again, uh, just uh, so much trouble. It's with like the, the Mac Jones played the other night. Mm, not good. Uh, Geno Smith to DK Metcalf for the six-yard touchdown, seven-nothing Giants. But the Geno Smith injury was a big story of this too. Drew Locke, Dan, comes into the game after that. Yeah, I, I don't like that tackle on the sideline. We got to protect, especially quarterbacks as they get there. And then Drew Locke had the opportunity. You know, third and ten, he gets outside of the pocket, sees no offense. And this is just really bad tackling by the Giants defense I mean, and a nice job by Fant making a play. Really bad. The Seahawks downed at the one yard line. So second quarter uh, first and goal and Kenneth Walker says I'm going to punch this on in for touchdown. Little guy goes right in there. Uh, Seahawks 14 to three over the Giants. It just continued on and on third quarter second and goal. Daniel Jones intercepted <laughs> the Witherspoon touchdown was something else. Witherspoon was <laughs> unbelievable last Really yeah. poor decision by Daniel Jones in a game that in many ways had the chance to actually be a game after that drive. Here goes the tablet toss, I what believe. That? Yep, that was it. All right, so the Seahawks win 24-3. The Giants have had the worst offense oh. in the NFL so far this season. They're last in points per game, offensive efficiency, and tied for the worst in yards per play. The Bengals, with an injured Joe Burrow who's trying to play through it, are the only team who have averaged fewer yards per game this season. Head coach Brian Dable weighed in on the struggles. Didn't play a complimentary football game, so turn the football over. Uh, had some opportunities, but well, didn't score any points. Um, didn't didn't get the job done. So you say it's the first quarter of the season, but how eye-opening is it to you? I mean, you're not just losing games; you lost by 40, uh, 18, and 20. I know the scores, Jordan. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, not good. So uh, a lot of work that needs to be done. It's okay for us to expect more out of the performance from Daniel Jones. 11 sacks. I count four of them on the offensive line, but four plays to kind of show you the difference. All right, so this is going to be empty protection. The back is not part of it. Now, when you're in empty protection, that means that I have five guys in my protection plan. Now, the Seahawks have one, two, three, four, five up there as well. That means that anybody that is not part of that initial five pressures, we as quarterbacks are hot, means no one's responsible for him. We are when it comes to protection. Well, you guys just saw, here comes this edge defender. He's not part of that initial five in the plan. That means Daniel Jones got to get the ball out of his hands. He's not even looking that way because if he, if he was, he would throw this route to Wandale Robinson right now. There is no sack. So there's one of those 11 sacks 
absolutely not on that offensive line. Now let's go to the sack fumble, okay? Now we call this player an overhang player, meaning he's outside of anybody on the line of scrimmage that's not a wide receiver. Now this is going to be the sack fumble. One of three things can happen if you are the Giants. Number one, you have somebody block him initially because Daniel Jones is going to run a play-action, somewhat bootleg setup. You have someone block him. That could be process number one. Number two, you just don't run the play. Gary Kubiak, the coach of mine, would never run a play-action or bootleg to that unblocked defender. Or number three, Daniel Jones has got to be aware that there's an unblocked defender on that edge. And as the Wandale Robinson motion comes and you make that fake, you got to snap your head around, find that guy. Because if you did, you could easily dump this ball off to the hot guy. Wandale Robinson sees it. He's saying, throw me the football. Daniel doesn't. There's that sack, fumble, and an easy setup score for the Seattle Seahawks offense. That's not on the offensive line. That's on either the plan or Daniel Jones execution-wise. Now let's go to the end of the first half and a throw. We have a slot out right here to Wandale Robinson and a go route on the outside. Quarterbacks were taught early on. When we have a slot out, we got to find that outside defender. That corner, if he's a cover two flat corner, we have to see what he does both pre and post snap if we are going to try to throw that out. I want everyone to watch Woolen here. He's on the 26-yard line. He's got vision on Daniel Jones right now. Daniel has to be staring back at Woolen going, what are you doing? But instead, he's just going to throw the ball to Wandale Robinson, but that actually should be a whole shot on second and eight, but it's almost intercepted by Woolen for an interception for the defense. That's not on the offensive line. That's on Daniel Jones. Now let's go to the pick six. This is called a China concept, okay? What the concept is is this. We are going to run whirly route, Whirly route and corner, okay? The progression for the quarterback is one, two, three. One, two, three, full progression. Daniel Jones drops back and throws this, even though this defender is right here, and Bobby Wagner, a Hall of Famer, is right there. He shouldn't absolutely not throw that football. The ball should be either to the back corner, to Waller, or you throw it on Wandale Robinson's chest, and it's a completion. That's not on the offensive line. So I understand he's playing with backup, backup offensive linemen, and they did not play great. But out of those 11 sacks that we talked about, one is Paris Campbell on a trick play, so it's 10. Four of them on the offensive line. Six of them are on Daniel Jones, either holding the ball too long, trying to escape, and maybe he runs for one or two yards. So we can't pin it all on the offensive line. Those are four clips right there that I think it's okay for us to sit there and say, I expect our six-year, 40-plus million-dollar-year quarterback to figure them out. You know, a couple things stick out to me there really fast. It, you're slowing it down a little bit, but the offensive line was still buying him time in those situations. Sure. It's not like he didn't have time. And the Seahawks defense looks like a bunch of avatars. There are two or three <laughs> like plays protection-wise where it's terrible. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you, Other you, than you that. You just get beat. But sure. to your point, like, it, you know what's so disappointing is that we have these conversations and these visceral reactions to the game. Like, looking at it last night. 25 mm. pressures, 11 sacks, and immediately you know what the consensus is. Offensive line, terrible. Right. This is the thing. This is why what you do, D.O., with quarterbacks, is so important, bro, to get people to understand that because those guys going to get killed now. Sure. Those yeah. five guys up front are going to get massacred in the New York media. Right. But for you to point out why these certain things are happening is very important, man. Yeah, so that pick six from Witherspoon, he actually talked about it. I want you guys to listen to this, and then we'll talk about that. Uh, we just running the coverage. Um, we seen the play that we seen on film formation. Um, he ran a little, basically a return route. Um, so I jumped it. He threw the ball. I just tried to get to the box. That was really my whole mindset. Just don't get caught. But I'm really mad at Reed and J. Love because they made me look slow. 
they, they can't even walk me down and let me a little slow, but shout out to them for sure. But I was just trying to get to the get to the box, man. That was an uh, incredible moment for me. Um, first career pick is a pick six on Monday Night Football, man. Just it don't get no better. <laughs> I mean, are those comments concerning for the Giants? I mean, he had another quote that said, we knew Daniel Jones liked to look down his first target. Yeah. That is troubling for all the reasons that Dan pointed out because this is a rookie DB that had the game of a lifetime. Yeah. Much love to Devin Witherspoon because he balled out. But when you watch him play, this, him and this defense, they played like they had the answers to the yeah. test. Yeah. And that can't happen for your franchise quarterback to be the weak link. If you watch, he had the two sacks, the pick six, but there are another three sacks that when Daniel Jones gets tackled, he is looking for the person that Devin Witherspoon is playing. And again, for a rookie DB to come in on Monday Night Football to play with that kind of conviction sure. is concerning about the quarterback because you gave him the answers. I was, I'm, I'm concerned about Darren Waller in this offense. Like he, he, where is he? Three targets last night. Mm. Again, he's supposed to be the matchup guy. Like when we start talking about these offensive woes and deficiencies, he's supposed to be a guy you can stare down. And if it's man-to-man coverage, give him a chance. It won't yeah. matter. Then yep. the one you showed in the back, yeah. on the back end, put the ball up in the air for your six, seven sure. tight end, sure. and see if he can go make a play. I, I talked about it last week as well. Like we thought, Darren Waller was going to be the answer. Now, obviously, Saquon is out, but we, I thought he would be the answer to a lot of these issues that y'all talking about. Right. Because what Zach Wilson did in the game was, I find a one-on-one matchup. Yeah. I have an advantage. Get the ball to him. It seems like Daniel is playing blind right he, now. He's too. regressed from last year. Daniel yeah. last year grew into like a problem solver right now he's a problem creator for that mm, offense. Yeah. that's a bad it, deal man which is weird because you think about it I mean Saquon obviously has something to do with that we'll see sure. if he comes back relatively soon it seems like he might but either way not good there hey nothing yeah, better well, than this yeah. though from our girl Mina Kimes first Seahawks game on the couch with her newborn son <laughs> and the team gets a win <laughs> as she says problem. there the Seahawks has never lost a game she's gonna look at lifetime. totally different now <laughs> Mina, we are so happy for you yes we cannot Shout wait out, for you to be back with us but enjoy this time okay don't put no shoes on them keep them toe no, look at those. Good you look for so you. comfy, too. Good for you, man. We're not supposed to have our feet crushed. Are you a pediatrician now? Ah. Let's get to some top stories with Dan Graziano. He may not be wearing shoes right now. Uh, Graz, let's start, though, with some bad news in New England. What do we need to know there? It is bad news. Uh, Matthew Judon, their best edge rusher, uh, is going to have surgery to repair the torn biceps he suffered in that uh, extremely costly loss to the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. Uh, that surgery, from what I'm told, comes with a six-month recovery timetable. Judon is telling people he wants to try and find a way to come back and play this year. Uh, they have to wait till after the surgery is done before they figure out how realistic that is. Uh, we will see. Kenny Pickett, Steelers quarterback, has a bone bruise in his knee. That's pretty good news relative to the worst fears when he got hurt. But Mike Tomlin, their head coach, said that Pickett will practice this week. They'll see how much he can handle. They'll give him more and more as the week goes on. And if he can practice enough and feels good enough to play, he will play. Otherwise, it'll be Mitch Trubisky at quarterback for the Steelers. And I think this is the most interesting story of the week right now. Jonathan Taylor, the Colts running back, uh, eligible to come off of PUP this week. He, he was on with an ankle injury, and we all know about his dispute, contract dispute with the team. He has asked for a trade. Head coach Shane Steichen said yesterday that Taylor's excited to be back out there with his teammates, and their hope is that they will activate him and play this week. We still haven't heard from Taylor. My understanding on that situation is that he still would prefer to be traded uh, if they don't want to sign him and that they still don't want to sign him long term. Uh, but it's possible he'll decide that his best course of action is to suit up and play and that that might be the best way for him to ultimately get what he wants. 
Yeah, that's a very uh, complex situation as we talked about a lot in the offseason, Graz, but one to watch either way. And thanks for being with us here. More from you later. Let's stay on the Colts, not Jonathan Taylor related just yet, Marcus, but as they await the potential return of Taylor, we've seen some really strong play from Anthony Richardson, the rookie quarterback. Really fun to see in his three starts. What have you liked so far out of him? Man, you greased that one. I got to give you love in the, in yeah. the draft. <laughs> I got to give you love. Hey, look, look, go now. Yeah, and, and it kind of ties into what we said. Remember when we had that conversation about how your athleticism can buy you time? Totally. How you learning how to play the position? And when you look at Anthony play, a comfortability level comes because he can get out of trouble, mm. right? There was a couple times where Aaron Donald beat the edge totally. or dunked underneath, and he was able to sidestep and either continue to play or go out and be an athlete. What I love, though, is that he's not indecisive. And for a rookie quarterback, and that, that, that I'm not talking about getting the ball out of your hands. He is taking off when it's time to take off and just go get some yards. That understanding early in your career is a big deal. I love the way he's playing. And it gives you a luxury for the coaching staff. There's only so many plays that, that beat a certain front, or there's only so many concepts that beat a cover two or a cover three. But when you have a guy like Anthony Richardson, you're allowed to be versatile in your play calling and throw something different. I'm going to show you two plays here on the goal line. Number one is a run for the touchdown. Yeah. They start in the wishbone. They motion out. They motion the running back out. Watch this safety, Jordan Fuller. He goes full speed to the, to the flat route, opens up right up the middle for Anthony Richardson. 360 now, dunk. These are new plays, right? This isn't a crazy concept. It's just giving him a different look. Now, watch this time. You go again, he has to respect the run, yeah. and then it opens up an easy flat route for a touchdown. When you have that kind of ability, it opens up the offense. And Taylor coming in, it will do the same thing. I call those PROs. It's pass run option rather yep. than run pass option. Uh, to real quick, to your point, like, the size, speed, and strength that he has is like Cam Newton early on. Mm -hmm. And Cam's was used very much so as a runner. I think his size, speed, and strength is allowing him to be a better passer because the way he can kind of yep. move in the pocket yep. and hang on him. He's been great. Two things I want to see better. Uh, number one, can you get it out just a little bit quicker? Can, can you see it and just spit it out just a second faster? Because as he continues to grow, throw it just a fraction sooner. Because if he does in that whole shot right there, that's a completion. And then defenses are going to start to figure out what he likes to go to. You guys know that, right? Yep. So yep. he does a really good job, Anthony, of getting from one to two. I want to see can he develop getting from like two to three to four. Yeah, two to three to four. And how quickly yeah. he can do that. Yep. I that's my nut. And honestly, when I watch them, my brain goes to who's the big-time receiver going there next year? Yeah. That's where I go yeah. to. Anybody I think stick out? Can you think of somebody would be a good fit? Any free agent in the NFL, like T. Higgins, <laughs> yeah. you know, like is he going to yeah. be the free agent that goes there and the draft? I love it. Uh, Anthony Richardson, by the way, the first quarterback in NFL history to rush for a touchdown in each of his first three career games. I like your tape. We might have seen that coming, but still, Damn great tape, bag. Hawk. We know. love it. Uh, we're just getting started here on NFL Live. After a great showing by Zach Wilson on Monday night, is there hope in New York? Actually, that was on Sunday. Hear what Aaron Rodgers had to say about what he saw from the young quarterback. Plus, a lot of interesting things happened this weekend, to say the least. The crew is going to try and explain some of these head-scratching plays. Don't miss that. We'll be right back on NFL Live. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations. 
and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 50% off at babbel.com slash tackle, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. The Sunday NFL Countdown crew has you covered for week five at 10 a.m. Eastern. And Scott Van Pelt, Marcus Spears, Ryan Clark, RG3. That's the Monday night Countdown crew. They get you set for Packers Raiders with a two-hour pregame show starting at 6 Eastern, both on Y'all ESPN in Vegas? and the app. Vegas, baby. What? Turn up. Uh, let's read and react to some of the latest news and sound from around the league. We start with the Jets, where Aaron Rodgers had some insight on Zach Wilson's performance in Sunday's loss. He's been labeled a certain way by people, so when people see this as a side, they don't know what to think or or, uh, or how to react. But, you know, Zach's a young kid. He's learning. He's growing. He's on his own his path and his journey, and uh, I'm very proud of uh, the leadership that he showed. I'm proud of the way he played. Um, you know, I don't, I don't need to pull him aside and tell him anything special. There wasn't like some pep talk that I gave him that made him play better. But what was the pep talk? All right, uh, does Zach deserve all the praise this week, Hawk? He absolutely does because he's been acting totally different. There's an internet quote that says, be who you are unless you are a terrible person, then be somebody else, okay? <laughs> so what Zach Wilson did was he stopped thinking. He let his play do the talking. He let it fly. Whenever he does that and he plays fast and instinctual, he has an incredible arm talent. He's incredibly mobile. And when he was at his best, he was doing those things. Yeah, he looked really good in this game. And I, it was fun to see, honestly. I think we've all kind of been rooting for a break for him. So yeah. we love to see it. All right, let's go to San Francisco now. We're, uh, Christian McCaffrey meme. had entered some rarefied air earlier in the season. The 49ers running back is up to 600 yards from scrimmage, seven touchdowns already in the season. He's just the third different player to hit those marks in his team's first four games in NFL history, along with Emmett Smith, 95, Jim Brown in 1963 and 1958. Yeah, some names. I mean, look at these names. Um, all right, Marcus, why has McCaffrey had so much success? Because imagine playing the lottery and somebody tell you what the number's going to be every Ooh, time be you nice. play it. That's what's happening with Christian McCaffrey and Mike, uh, Kyle Shanahan. When you think about this offense, it was already devastating. Backs were already going over 1,200 yards rushing along with being a phenomenal explosive offense. Now you had to do with this type of ability to catch out of the backfield, also run ability that he has. Remember at one time in Carolina, we thought Christian McCaffrey was the number one back in the league and he was trending towards being a league MVP. Now you put him in a situation where he's not going to get touched for the first four yards of a run, and all he has to do is make the secondary miss. That's what you're watching with Christian McCaffrey because he's got with the mad scientist, and he got all answers to the test. Yeah, uh, y'all here today, Jerry Jones said the Super Bowl runs through the 49ers. It do. I think it, it do. does. Right, yeah, I agree. It do. Um, all right, so Dan. I ain't blind. Let's talk about your favorite team. 
or one of your favorite teams, one of your favorite players, uh, the Rams. Matthew Stafford found rookie wideout Puganakua for the game-winning touchdown on Sunday. Here's Stafford after the game. Great play by Puka. Obviously, I got to go see the tape, but it felt like a little bit of a blown coverage. Uh, I felt like that. I'm, I'm looking down the middle going, man, I'm not seeing somebody in there. Um, threw it a little bit high, just thinking that there was somebody standing there, and there wasn't. So just happy that he, uh, he made the play and then got it in so we didn't have to keep going. Best smile in the NFL. Okay, is that your analysis, or what else do you want to say? Um, Puka Nakua, that story is one of the great stories in the NFL in the first month of this season. I call him the leverage killer. The way that this guy, whether it's man or zone, understands coverage, wins versus that coverage, and the trust that Matthew has, that's the first play of the game. To fit that over the backer, get a mitt on it, and come down with it. The trust that Matthew has to make sure that he's going to be at those spots when necessary and the confidence he has to cut the ball loose, to pin it on his body in certain situations, and then the um, awareness that Puka has versus what coverage is and how he's got to win versus those coverages, it's very rare, and he's a big physical player, and Matthew has a ton of confidence that he's going to be at the right spot at the right time. And if you want to see two quarterbacks, we just talked about Anthony Richardson. Go mm. cut on that game between the Rams and the Colts. There's 15 throws in that game that will not be beat by any quarterback duo Wowzers. in the season. Absolutely spectacular. Puka Nakua, awesome for the NFL. Yeah, uh, we just recently spoke to Puka because we're doing Monday Night Football with their team. He loves football more than anybody I think I've ever talked to. Great like, he's young so man. grateful for being there. You see that definitely on the field. All right, what's coming up next? Well, we got so many great young quarterbacks going, but this guy right now is doing it better than anybody when it comes to the young ones. Not only has he seen it quickly, it's coming out of his hands quickly, and it's thrown in special places. We knew he could throw it in college. He's unquestionably doing it at the NFL. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. The Steelers fan came, came and they showed out today in our stadium. CJ gets the snap. CJ throwing downfield. And we send him home. Caught by Nico. Rock and roll. Touchdown, Houston. CJ Stroud with more third down magic. Our fans felt the energy like, man, we ain't, we ain't playing today. CJ is who he is. He's doing it on a week-to-week basis and making those changes. That's big time. It's really cool when you see your work pay off a little bit, but for me, it's just the beginning. CJ Stroud was the right choice for the Houston Texans. 
Pentagon number one overall, uh, CJ Stroud, just the sixth player to average 300 passing yards while throwing zero interceptions through his first four games of a season in NFL history. The others are five of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Look at this. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning. I mean, seriously, that's the company he's in already. Dan, why has Stroud been so successful out of the gate? Because when it comes to what's the coverage, where's the ball supposed to go, and how's it supposed to get there, he is very like Joe Burrow was his rookie mm. year. And it's happened very quickly in the first month of the season. Okay, so teams are showing these shell coverages to get quarterbacks to play kind of confused, disguised. Are they going to go to two at the snap or spin to one? Now, he's in an empty backfield. Ball gets snapped. Okay, there goes those two safeties. I want to work the middle of the field. He wants to throw the tight end on the middle linebacker on a seam route. He's staring there. Now, what type of throw? Is it with a lot of air, driven on a line, or in between, just over that backer before the safeties get there? What's the coverage? Where's the ball? How do I have to get there? Now, this is a great one. There's those safeties again. Are they going to split and work the middle of the field and cover two? Are they going to spin to some form of single high safety? That determines where he's supposed to go with the football. Ball gets snapped. There it goes. He's going to the middle of the field, and Mika drops down. I'm trying to throw this backside hook to Nico Collins, but Mika Fitzpatrick's problem. I got to hold him, straighten him up, make sure that he doesn't drop down into that window. Now, watch out, Cookie. Holds, 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 gets backside, and gets the ball out of his hands before Minka can ever break into that hole versus that hook. That's spectacular by him, how quickly it happens. This is the throw maybe of the weekend coming up to Nico Collins. He's by himself at the bottom of the screen. There's those two safeties again. What are you going to do when the ball gets snapped determines where I throw it. Ball gets snapped because I have a what we call a shake route by Nico at the bottom of the screen. It's man coverage at the bottom. Ball gets snapped. There's one safety in the middle of the field. CJ sees it. Now I got to hold that safety just a little bit. And now where the corner is determines the throw. If he's on top of Nico, I'm going to flatten him to the sideline. If he's under his hip, put a little air on it and throw it to that outstretched arm for Nico Collins. That, that's rare to know what's the coverage. Where's the ball got to go? And then how am I supposed he to excited. throw it? He excited. Oh, my gosh. Man. He can't really like, if you're Houston, <laughs> you're not way. sitting there going, we got it right. You're sitting there going, we nailed it. We got a guy. Did they know it was going to be like this? Did anybody know? I, I think this. You knew he could throw it. Right. You just didn't know if he could throw it this well at this level. Gotcha. And in, mm. in, in the pocket. He's also got a clip in the game, Marcus where, you know, guys who are such pa pocket passers, they're sometimes not great when their feet aren't perfect because they're so structured. Mm -hmm. He throws a little RPO to Nico Collins. I think that's the one you yep. were talking about yep. before, mm -hmm. where there's a guy at his feet, and his feet are square, and he has to do this to it, and it's nails. We yeah. saw some of those feet, Hawk, in that game yep. against Georgia, and that's what really got people talking sure. about him a little bit higher up in the draft. But either way, really <laughs> nice for Stroud so far. I mean, it's, it's his poise, right? Like, we knew he had the ability, but the, his decision-making, to your point, his processing, he's never, never hurried. He's, he's not panicked. And they have a young group of players that are playing like veterans. Nico Collins is showing his versatility because when you have a talented quarterback, the best thing you can give him is a versatile target. He's going deep. He's got an, an immediate rise, and he's also doing screens. You're putting the ball in his hands. He's getting yards. And this connection that they're building is going to be something real special. I, I want to ask you real quick, Mark, let me ask you this. When you're yep. a receiver and you know you got a guy who can throw it, how does it change you at the line of scrimmage? It changes everything because I've also been on teams when – these kind of plays have to be truly orchestrated, that I know which plays this guy is going to feel comfortable throwing. When you watch C.J. Stroud play, we talked about it last week. 
His number one receiver is the open guy. So you know no matter what Just part win. of the progression no. you are, if you win, there is a chance because if you're the answer to the test, it's coming. Mm. Two things real quick. I love that Sloick is seemingly was the first coordinator this week. I mean, this year that said, I'm not going to let T.J. Watt destroy my game. Sure. Thank God for that. And the second thing is how physical this offensive line and yeah. this defensive line is. Look, we knew D'Amico Ryans came in with a cachet the way he was as a player and a defense coordinator in mm -hmm. San Francisco. But now it's starting to translate. And then you know how much I love this. And, Hawk, you're going to learn it. And you know how much I should love this. When dudes will run the football, even when the passing game is having success, sure. mm. it says a lot about who you are as a football team. And he never got away with it. For as much as we talked about how good C.J. Stroud was yeah. and these receivers, there was always that sprinkle of, let me remind you, that this is a line I, of scrimmage like, game as well. I feel yep. like as a team, they're a problem. They are, man. You know, like they're just, they are tough different. out. Yeah. They are tough out, man. Hot. Tough you out. Learn. <laughs> I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. Teach me, so, Marcus. So we, we like to try to keep it positive, but then sometimes we got to balance that out a little bit. So time for what went wrong, okay? Oh, These man. are some of the losing teams on Sunday. Let's start in Pittsburgh, where Coach Mike Tomlin says things need to change. Oh, boy. Hell, yeah, we got to make some changes, man. Uh, that was that was, that was was an ugly product we put out there today. And so... Uh, we're not going to do the same things and, and hope for a different outcome. What those changes are, man, we'll put together a plan uh, in preparation this week. All right, so Tomlin was asked today if there would be changes to coaching responsibilities. He said, not at this juncture. Marcus, where do the changes need to happen then? Oh, coaching juncture. <laughs> coaching on the <laughs> offensive side of the ball. Listen, this offensive line is not as good as they should be. Over, we've talked about now Pittsburgh offensive line for a while. And then there, there's things about Matt Canada's offense that are very predictable. You know he likes the motion, but it's really doing nothing to move your defense. It's doing nothing to create any confusion when it comes to the secondary, and that's what you should be using it for now. And then they are not protecting Kenny Pickett no. at all with the play calling or when he drops that back to pass the football. A lot of times I believe these guys should give play calls to get the ball out of his hands quickly. I just don't see it happening with Pittsburgh right now. Make motion matter. Make motion, uh, motion, motion. Let's go to New England where everything went wrong for Mac Jones. Uh, ended with him being pulled in the game in the second half. Here's everything. Belichick on the decision. So what led to the decision um, to take Mac out with 341 remaining in the third quarter? Yeah, I don't think there was any point leaving him in the game. And will he be starting next week against the Saints? Yeah, just so there's no point leaving him in the game, Mike. So, Bill, was he, was he benched for bad performance no. or was he pulled because No, just... I said there was no point in leaving him out there, so I took him out. Yeah. Bill's got our camera operators laughing in here. Hawk, what went wrong for Mac? What went right for Mac is a uh, better question. Listen, but, yeah? there were two sequences of plays. He throws a cross-field throw that you never throw on any level. Every quarterback, and even if you're not a quarterback, you know you don't throw across the field. He gets away with it. He does the same thing five plays later, and it turns into a pick six. Bad decision-making, bad processing, and not playing smart football. That is what's going to get Mac Jones a permanent spot on the bench. Mm. Oh, goodness. Uh, well, let's go to Washington, guys, uh, who scored on the final play of regulation. They decided to kick an extra point, head to overtime. Instead of trying to win it in regulation, here's Coach Ron Rivera on the decision. Those guys, you know, they were, they were gassed. They really were. I mean, it was a long-ass drive. They were, they were hurrying. They're hustling. Um, you know, uh, I really thought, you know, we, we got we had the chance, you know, and, and, and that's too bad. Ooh, what do you make of that, Dan? I don't understand it. The way that Sam Howell was playing, the way that the perimeter players were playing, also, 
if the offense is tired, the defense is tired too. Mm. We often said that. So to not go on the road and have the chance off of that late drive to go for two and steal that divisional road game with that two-point conversion, I don't understand to just say we're going to go into overtime on purpose and think we're going to get a stop and then drive someone up the length of the field instead of getting two yards is tough for me. It's a brain buster. Uh, they play Thursday but against win. the Bears. But win the game on the road. They you may win that one. Steal it. <laughs> I know. That would have been a huge <laughs> win. Swagoo's going to process this in the break. Uh, still to come on NFL. You need a cupcake? <laughs> okay, big fella. Josh Allen had himself a historic day against the Dolphins on Sunday. Dan goes back to the tape to talk about what made this Bills offense so successful. You don't want to miss it. You know what? I do have cupcakes, actually. We have some over I there. With that what panel? kind of cupcake? I think cupcakes. Vanilla. I think they're terrible. Bad? Oh, my God. Cake what is cupcakes? wrong with oh. you? Dan, cupcakes. What kind of food take do you even have, bro? Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. <laughs> Epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. This one's picked. Back the other way, Witherspoon. Lamar Jackson right up the middle, untouched. Ladies and gentlemen, the king. Touchdown, tight. came out, come on. and it's picked up. It was a half a yard. I felt very confident about getting that right there. A walk-off winner. Nakua Matata. Headed to the end zone for the touchdown. Oh, I love football. All right, Bills Dolphins, part of a wild week for who doesn't? In the NFL, Buffalo handed Miami their first loss of the season. The Bills have brought it to both sides this season. They're the sixth team since the merger to score 135 or more points and allow fewer than 60 on defense in their first four games. Each of the previous five teams do it won the Super Bowl. Josh Allen, amazing as usual against Miami. Sunday was his 12th straight game with multiple passing touchdowns against the Dolphins, including the playoffs. That's the longest streak by any QB versus a single opponent in NFL history. And Allen threw four touchdowns, rushed for one more on Sunday. His third career game with four passing TDs and a rushing TD. That's one shy of Drew Brees, who has the most in NFL history. Okay, Josh, we see you. Uh, Dan, where did the Bills find their most success, though, on Sunday? NFL Live last year. What? <laughs> when we talked about under center and putting a quarterback here in play action. We were critical of coaches, coaches a lot. Ken Dorsey, absolutely spectacular He's this rolling. year so far. Look no. at these numbers. When it comes to putting Josh under center running play action, QBR is 98. The best you could be is 100. Mm. 17 yards per attempt is absolutely off the charts. So this is why it's so specific to Buffalo. If I took their two best players on offense, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, when I put them under center and run play action, it allows their two greatest strengths to be the conversation. With Steph, it's his route running, but I want him downfield in that route running. This is the comeback. And with Josh, it's the arm strength. Both of those things need time. So when I get into those double-hit tight ends, there's the comeback route. That ball's 30 yards down the field for Josh Allen. Now I get into this very similar thing where the, those tight ends become attached to the tackles, and the ball fake gets that second level, and this is called a wrap route. So you see the same thing, comeback. You see the same thing, a wrap route. Josh can drive that football. There's another 15. So the strength of the receiver's route running downfield and the arm strength of the quarterback, this allows that to be the storyline. There's those tight ends. Steph at the top of the screen. This is the scroll route from last week, Hawk. Push up, 
out and stop. This throw is made from the 35-yard line. Before Steph is ever ready for it, the pocket is clean, and it's thrown to the opposite 40. Now, the reason why I love it for Buffalo is, yes, it allows the strength of Josh and his arm to push the ball downfield and Steph in the route running to get downfield to do it. Both of those need time. Play action allows that. It also takes their weakness. Pass protection in the offensive line and doesn't expose it because yep. it's protected from And you're slowing us down. Exactly. You're slowing us down. That's why yep. they've become so great at it. And you're completely right. I, could, I agree with everything you said. I don't know why Xavier Howard didn't follow Stephon Diggs, but we knew that would be a problem. Sure. They played off, and what's really beautiful about Josh Allen and Diggs is their chemistry is next level. Even in the red zone where he runs a shallow route, and this isn't a, this isn't a, a, a play that's designed on the sheet. Right. Stephon Diggs is running a shallow. He sees a hole in defense. He takes it up, and Josh Allen knows he's doing it before he even does it, and they yeah. connect right here for a touchdown. It reminds me of Big Ben and A.B. Mm. when they were in their, their heyday. Yeah. They were just making plays as Recess. they were out there, and they were on the same page every single Joseph time. Mahomes. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Miami, um, Vic Fangio, for all the credit that we give him, he exposed <clears throat> his corner. And like you said, oh, yeah. with Xavier Howard, following Steph. Like, I don't know if it was – he's always had this idea of <coughs> we're going to play top down and get really stout in the red area. The problem is is that you got an explosive quarterback that can exploit you in the red area. We saw Josh do it one time with his legs. I was a little bit disappointed, too, at playing a deep – it looks like and, – and look, let me give Vic Fangio credit. He's been a phenomenal defense quarterback no in this league for a long time. But he never dictated in this game. Nope. He never took those chances to say, you know what, we're going to send there more than they can pressure. block and see what happens. See if we can get the ball out of his hands quickly or force him into a bad decision. I was a little bit, like, upset about that as this game went along. On the last Diggs touchdown, they ran a cover zero with no pressure. Yeah. Mm. Zero and against Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, man. Corner. Like, How do you it, win? Yeah. It, was, it, was, it, was, it was very – I was disappointed in Vic. You wonder in, if some of that happens playing. when your offense is doing what it's doing. You feel you could Probably. be a little bit more passive, but there's still an opponent on the other yeah, side. Man. All right, let's Earth explain it, guys. There, there are some crazy things that happen, and we're going to go to you guys. Oh, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Boogie at the board. Okay. Beautiful man. Uh, Marcus, uh, thank That's you. We're going to start with you. Are you okay with this in Tampa? You, you, hell no. <laughs> I'm not okay with this. And see, here's the problem with this, okay? All right, you've dumped me. Now you lay on me mm -hmm. and do the airplane. See, me, Hawk, and Dan played at a time where this would have been an all-out war. Yeah, we got to fight. Football we got to fight. I'll take the penalty. I'll take the 15 yards. And when you walk to the sideline, your coach say, I'm glad you defended yourself because mm. that was bad. <laughs> this is the new age league where you don't do nothing about it. Trying to imagine Dan throwing a punch. Uh, Dan, what's going on here with Kirk Cousins after throwing the interception? I think the first question is why you guys gave me this. Um, <laughs> look at Kirk. Uh, first of all, you got to do this. You, really? Oh, you got to do this as a quarterback. If you yeah. throw it, it's, it's on you. You got to go try and chase the dude down. Ah! You got yaya. Yeah. That's okay. Not great. As a receiver, uh, you better. Yeah, you got to do it. Yeah, right? so we gonna fight. Made him cut back. If you don't try, we gonna fight. That was your I mean, fault. You fix it. Hawks like, well, where's that quarterback? All right, uh, the goal in football is to gain yards. So what's yeah. Elijah Moore doing here? It happens. Uh, it, this is an age-old problem that we, we we have as 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 players, as men. <laughs> you mess up the for sure for some more, and you're trying to fix and make a bad thing better, and you only make it worse. But I can't be too hard on Elijah because I did the same thing one time. Ah! I, you're trying to make a play here, and it's just oh, compounds. Oh. But this is RG3's oh. fault. It's supposed to be a run. RG3 wanted to throw a touchdown. RG3, come this on. This is a bad coach. It, it's on RG3, 
And you almost got body slammed. Oh, that's why you got hot. That's, you know what I'm saying? Off his house, man. I tried. It was a lot of people there. You ain't see him? Just lay down. I was riding days here. I was running for my life. That was so You got to know who you are, though, Hawk. That was amazing. You got to know who you are. Give me them foot ladders, It says find green. Green was the other way. How about you were supposed to be taking responsibility, and you still blame the quarterback? It was RG3's fault. Hey, this ain't Tecmo Bowl. He tried to talk to me in the postgame. I'm like, no, man. This is my hometown. You got me embarrassed out here. Let me call RG3. Let's time RG3 into the show. We'll find out the truth here. Coming up next. Next, Lamar and the Ravens offense seem to finally be catching their stride. Marcus tells us why the more things change, they stay the same. It's Jackson City. Hand it off. He said, we supposed to find green. Green was the other way. It's green both ways. What do you mean? A lot of green. Get me if I go that way. Find daylight. There it was. That way. This can be a legendary scene. There is no setting quite like it. Ooh, game day at the Texas State Fair. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. And our Week 5 Monday Night Football matchup features Jordan Love and the Packers squaring off against Devontae Adams and the Raiders out in Vegas. 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN Deportes. Payton and Eli once again on ESPN2. Swagoo, I'm you got one out to Sin City. Yeah, well, you know that place really well. All right, let's talk about Lamar Jackson. He's been doing really well. Uh, giving him a chance to run has led to good things for the Ravens. We like that. Baltimore 40-13 and 13 when Jackson gets five or more designed rushes on, called now. for him in the game. They're just 12-9 and nine when he plays and has fewer than five. Obviously, a huge piece of his game. He's electric when he can do that. An impressive Sunday from Baltimore overall, Hawk. Have they reached yeah. the high expectations that many had preseason? They're doing it, too, by the way. Two starting receivers out, left tackle out, yep. right tackle out go, goes out during the game. They haven't reached the, the height of what they can be right? yet, and they look really good. They are yeah. still finish, figuring this out. It's not a finished product. But they are leaning into what Lamar is good at, right? And now I think that is smart. He is a great runner. It's not reckless running. It's a part of the game mm. plan. And they've paid him. So they're like, hey, let's put this in, in, into practice. Zay Flowers and what he's done to give them a threat down the field. As he continues to mature as a young receiver, if he gives them consistent threat down the field and Andrew stays healthy in the middle, this offense is going to be really scary. Superman entered the building against Cleveland. Think about the conversation mm. we were having about the Browns defense before this yep. game. They're, they're number and, one defense in the league. And we've had this conversation. I've always contested this. He is the ultimate equalizer in a football game. Yep. Lamar Jackson, even if, you, even if he's not playing well, throwing the rock, he's still the ultimate equalizer. This play right here was so phenomenal. It was a oh. great job by Todd Munkin, too. He brought Zay Flowers across. Linebackers reacted. Lamar had free access to the end zone. And so, so you design these runs, right? And we heard Jim Schwartz earlier in the week when they asked him, he was like, we're going to go get him. We can't sit back and allow Lamar Jackson to stand back and shake guy. We're going to go get him. Well, going get him ain't the answer either. <laughs> like, I don't know what Good you luck. do against him. And to your point, like, Zay Flower has added, added an element to this uh, offense where when he gets the ball in his hands in any situation, yeah. it's like Lamar having the mm -hmm. ball as well. Uh, Lamar is the ultimate, like, win games because of. Yeah. You know, yep. and, and yeah. also him and Mark Andrews have very much a Patrick and uh, Kelsey man. feel with that the freestyle. That back end zone. The, the running games that you just kind of talked about, so the run game that they displayed on Sunday, they had something because they used it with motion at the snap, which was a little bit different in the first three weeks. Look at the numbers. 20 times, almost five yards of carry, one more than they had, four explosive runs. 
But even more so, it was running away from the motion that they were sending. That was the big deal. This is the Zay Flowers one. Now he's going to go Zay left to right. But then the run is going to go away from where that motion is going. There's those linebackers. You see them run into each other, essentially. Yep. And that becomes an unblocked defender. Here comes another one. There's Zay Flowers. He's going to go to the right of the formation. This time they're going to put Lamar underneath and hand it off away from that motion. There's that cutback lane because of those guys paying attention to Zay Flowers. Now this is going to go again from the left side of the formation across the field to the right, hand it off underneath, and it's a gashing run. So it wasn't just that they were running with motion at the snap. It was they were always outside of one snap. They ran the football. The motion went one way, and they ran opposite yeah. the, the action of the motion. That was really impressive to not only do it, but do it in a very specific way. I'm curious about the scheme from Munkin, because I think a lot of us were excited to see him there and see what he would do. As I mentioned off the top, he's doing it without even some of their best players or a mm -hmm. full complement, I guess, is a better way to put it. What have you seen so far from him? Yeah, the run game scheme is different with Lamar because it's way more spread out now mm -hmm. than it used to be shrunk down. Yeah. The way that they're using the motions with it, pass game-wise, it's still not there. Yeah. But I have to give them like grace and understanding Bateman and OBJ haven't practiced much. Right. And until they do, it's just not going to get And another there. thing – oh, go ahead, Hulk. I was going to say, when they, when they have the opportunity in the pass game, they're still making plays because Lamar is who he is. Right. But I think I love most about this offense is even when bad plays happen, even when it's not going – they don't flinch, yeah. and it's consistent. And if you look at them in the fourth quarter, they're as effective as they were at the beginning of the I game. I think he had a little bit of Monk, and I'm talking about the uh, offensive coordinator. I think he had a little bit of I want to show people we're going to push this ball down the yeah. field early in the season because yeah. of those weapons. And you can get drunk on that. And now he doesn't have the guys to do and it. And doesn't have yet. the guys, so he's familiarized himself and remembered, like, yeah. oh, my quarterback. By the way, when they <laughs> yeah. do have that, though, my goodness. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Once uh, Marcus has got one more thing. What are we doing, man? We are going to wish our boogie oh, a happy birthday no. on I, NFL Live because this goodness. is our show, right? And this is what we do. Let me get out of the way Guys. of the camera. Dan, I got cupcakes. Uh, we want to say happy cupcakes. birthday to the captain. Boogie, Thank as I guys. call him, and I got all of us cupcakes. Marcus, awesome. you got I take all the chocolate. Wait, I'm cupcakes. gonna eat one of these right got, now. So this 24 so, cupcakes. So, so NFL guys. Live fans, we know y'all got mad love for us. Y'all reach out and wish Boogie a happy birthday. Good. Happy birthday. If you haven't already. Love you guys. My sister. Happy Thank birthday. Ooh, baby good. Reese too. That's baby really Reese good. too. Happy hey, birthday, Make sure you give. Make sure you give Baby Reese some cupcakes. I'm bringing this to the little guy. Four years old. Look at him. Stuff in his face. Dan, you said you didn't like cupcakes. What's Cap, that's what he is. Dan, Dan Kaplowski. See you tomorrow. See y'all tomorrow. Thank you, guys. It's so nice. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. <laughs>